Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, TV host by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night, and a health and a life coach always. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Come hang out as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing. And hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Brought to you by Clarence. Hello, amazing Healthy is Hot community. Question for you. Have you heard of a life coach? Yes, you have. Have you heard of positive psychology though? I'm actually someone who has a BSc in psychology and when I was in school, There was no talk of positive psychology. So this is kind of cool. Today we've got Talia Delju, who's a positive psychology expert and life coach, guiding people into the next chapter of their lives. With her three cornerstones of self-discovery, self-mastery, and self-leadership, she creates space for people's inner wisdom to be revealed so they can make decisions about what's next on their life path with both clarity and confidence. In her practice today, she works with people who are trying to answer life's big questions like, what's really important to me? Who am I and what do I really want? What is my purpose? I know these are questions I've definitely asked myself. She also shares insights on Sincerely Me, her Forbes featured personal development podcast. What I love is that she's a lifelong learner and received her master's degree in positive psychology along with a bunch of other mindfulness-based certifications in stress reductions, deep coaching, and internal family systems. But today she is sharing her time, her wisdom, her expertise, and her advice on how we can answer some of those big, important life questions on today's episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. I got to tell you something. So I also have um, a bachelor's of psychology. It feels like a million and one years ago. But I got to tell you, I did not have any positive psychology courses and you have an entire master's degree in that space. So first of all, I love a fellow psych nerd. So welcome yes. to Healthy is Hot Podcast. And I can't wait to learn everything about positive psychology because just the words alone saying it make me happier on the inside. I know, right? Yeah. I went, When I fell upon this like one random elective class in undergrad, I was like, I'm sorry, why are more people not talking about this? Where do I go to learn all about this every day for the rest of my life? So yeah, I'm happy to share more of the journey in terms of how I kind of just like jumped into that world but it's i mean there's nothing else i can imagine myself doing thinking about teaching coaching around for the rest of my life it's everything yeah you've definitely found your purpose in life and i mean i think for anyone who's listening who's like okay yes i've heard of psychology obviously we've all done intro classes but positive psychology almost sounds like gimmicky it sounds like something that would be in a cartoon movie but it's a real field of study with a lot of research essentially trying to figure out how we can like hack our own brains to live life in a more positive direction is am i kind of on the the money there i could be very wrong yeah yeah (laughs) no that's for sure a part of it i think you know in terms of 
historically, when we look at psychology and the body of research and what people have found interesting, it's it's mostly it leans more heavily on the side of, you know, mental illness, what goes wrong in life and how to fix what goes wrong. And so, you know, of course, there was going to be a time and, and happily, you know, I'm so glad it happened. But, you know, eventually some some folks sitting around a table were like, wait a second, why aren't we giving just as much attention and time and focus and dedication to the other side of the coin, right? Like, what is happiness? What does it mean? Can we cultivate a happy life? And and why are we not asking those types of questions, right? It's not just fixing something and taking it from negative 10 to zero, but how do we go from zero to 10? And then and then some, you know? So in short, I would say it's, it's the study and science of what makes life worth living. And of course, that's such an umbrella. But for me, I really focused my studies in grad school on what contributes to our sense of self and our sense of identity and our sense of purpose, especially when we're in the in-between chapters of life, when we don't know what's next, when we don't know what we want to do? Like, how do we better navigate those transitions so that we don't lose complete sight of ourselves? Because it can be a lot. And those are such important areas to kind of like dig in because in life, and, and I know you don't like the idea of having a plans. So I want to get there too. But in <laughs> life, sometimes when we're young, we're told like, what are you going to do when you're older? What do you want to be when you grow up? And then you grow up and maybe you do become that thing and maybe not. But yeah. then seasons happen. Change happens. It's so rare now for us to have one thing and be that thing for eternity. So really, there's constant chapters in our life. And when there's constant chapters in our life, then there are those constant moments of being in between. And those are really fucking scary places to be in that are confusing. Yeah. Yeah, super confusing, super scary, super uncomfortable for a lot of reasons. I think if we look at it through the lens of psychology, what happens in those in-betweens when we don't know what's next is like it, it does feel very threatening to our sense of self because we're so conditioned to define who we are by the roles we hold, the titles we hold, our external environment. I am this, I am that, I go here, I go there. And once those things are no longer, it's like, well, I don't want to be that anymore okay, but then who am I without that, right? And, you know, I think people get really good at skipping the hard parts mm -hmm. and just finding the next thing. And I, for a long time in my career, was helping people just find the next thing. And over the past couple of years, specifically this year, I'm being a lot more like, uh-uh, we don't get to skip this part there's so much magic in this and there's so much wisdom here. And there's so many things that you've just kind of been distracting yourself from that you could, you could continue distracting yourself from, but it's going to keep showing up. So why not be with it? Why not do the healing work? Why not look at the fears and the doubts and the insecurities and, and why not make a choice from a different place this time? Cause if you're just choosing from the same place of, what's expected or what people will, you know, approve of or what's going to keep you safe or what's going to get you the money or the prestige. You're just going to end up in the same situation. So we've got to break the pattern somehow. Oh, sounds like hard work. It sounds like <laughs> even just you talking about how we um attach ourselves to identifiers immediately and guys, you know this by now by listening to this. Like I do not have it all figured out, but I'm always down to share when I was 
in university, I was doing a second degree and I had a bit of a, a health struggle, a little bit of a, a mental health struggle as well. And my life completely changed. And I was no longer a McGill science student. That was a big identifier that I held on to. I wore it like a badge of honor. And all of a sudden I was on a mental health sabbatical. And so I was no longer yes. a, a McGill science student. All of a sudden I would look in the mirror, Talia, and I'd be like, I have no idea who this person is that I'm staring back. And at the time I didn't do the work. I threw myself the next opportunity. That opportunity completely changed my life in a, a beautiful direction, threw me into the world of, of Canadian media. But I kind of, I didn't do the work. I actually still at that time did not do the work to figure out who I was and what made me joyful and happy. Then fast forward to six, seven years later, uh, my ex and I split at the time. We'd been together since we were 18. And once again, I lost that identifier of being his partner, his girlfriend, going through life together. And once again, I was staring in the mirror being like, I don't know who the fuck I am. Like, I don't know if I actually like this music or do I like this music because we liked it. And thankfully, at that point is when I actually started to do the hard work mm -hmm. and actually started to get to know myself. And I think it's a forever long journey, but it was really uncomfortable. But now when I look in the mirror, I do know myself a little bit more. Like I'm, I'm less attached to the identifiers that I once had. And I feel like that's something that we all should empower ourselves to do and i know for me it's it's done wonders and i'm sure you've seen it as well with your clients oh my gosh yeah and and it absolutely takes courage right i'm not i don't know i i, I kind of go back and forth between like saying it's it's not hard because it's it's uncomfortable but it can be easy as mm -hmm. well um you know, and I also just, I love your story and I have a very similar one. And I'm sure everyone listening has had a moment where they're like, oh no, that thing is no longer that thing. And we attach ourselves to that thing and we get so like enmeshed in the other person, job, whatever the external thing is that, you know, and to your point, it's like, you're going to keep finding yourself in those moments, in those in-betweens, in those staring at yourself in the mirror moments. And it's why not like why not just lean in and embrace it and and see it as just an opportunity to get closer to you and to just like establish i think of it as almost like a if you have a if you have a strong core home base that you can always come back to you there's no need for things to work out like we're not attached to anything on the outside because I've got me, right? You've got you. You are good here, which again, like maybe sounds a little oversimplified, but that, that's the work for me. Oh my gosh. I mean, do you feel like you've got a solid home base? Like how did you end up getting to where you are and hopefully having a solid home base that you can always come back to no matter what life throws at you? Yeah. Well, two things. One thing I want to say before I answer your question is, you know, <sighs> we're always evolving and always changing. And so it's not this like, okay, I'm going to finally look in the mirror and be like, let me figure out who I am now, because who I am now is different than who I was yesterday is different than who I'm going to be tomorrow. But I have the tools. And that's a lot of what I teach is like the tools to come back and the questions to constantly be in a place of curious, you know, and, and loving, compassionate examination of self and your choices in your life um, to answer your question in terms of how I got to do this work. And if I feel like I have a home base within myself, I do. I definitely do feel like that continues to 
get stronger and stronger, you know, over time, I think, of course, if we, if we zoom out, it's like, yeah, the the linear progression, like, we're always all moving up. But of course, if you zoom in, you're like, (laughs) right, like, you've had, like, moments where you feel like you're falling backwards, or like, oh, shit, I thought this was, you know, I thought I healed this. And here we are again. Um, But, you know, for me, it's, it's been partly academic, right? Like, I was just so fascinated by all these big life questions. And I was like, I need to go figure out, I need to go see who's studying these things. Like, I, I don't want to just read these books. I want to go like be in rooms with people who are talking about this all the time. And so after undergrad, where I took that one kind of random positive psychology class, it just like something switched in my brain. And I was traveling doing leadership consulting work and coaching for women in um, college at that point. And I had flipped open a book called Flow, which is the like the psychology of optimal experience and how to thrive in life. And I literally flipped to the back and I was like, who wrote this book? Where is this man? I have to go. I have to go meet him. And he was a professor at the, at that point. He's since then passed away. He was in his 90s, I believe, but um, was a professor at Claremont Graduate University where they at that point were offering one of the only programs in positive psychology. So that was like it was the only program I applied to. I was like, it's this or nothing, all eggs in one basket. If it's meant to be, it'll, you know, it'll happen. And so I ended up doing my master's degree in positive psychology then. And from that point forward, oh my gosh, the learning has not stopped. Um, and it's not because I feel like I need to prove that I'm smart or, you know, have the credentials. It's just, I'm never like, I'm never satisfied. I just want to keep learning about this work because it's transformational work. And of course, like I am my first client, right. And, and then I get to just teach it and share it with more people and witness their transformations happening. So I don't know if that fully answered your question, but (laughs) I love it. I mean, it is truly transformational work. And I think it's awesome that you are and have been your first client. I mean, how transformational hasn't it been in your own personal life? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, for better or for worse, this is, you know, I, I, what do they say? Like eat, breathe and sleep this work. And, you know, I've had to find my own way of balancing all the things, but I, I mean, in terms of like my partner and, and just, the types of people I, you know, was attracted to in my younger years and just how much the way I see myself has changed, the way I communicate my needs has changed, the way I, you know, set boundaries and expectations. I mean, nothing is the same. And and it's still me, right? Like it's the balance and the kind of oxymoron of like, you know, nothing matters, everything matters, you are so important, you are not important at all. Um, But I think, you know, most recently, the manifestation of my personal work has been in, this maybe sounds a little like, um, I don't know, too simple to say, but like, just in how much I trust myself and how much I, you know, as a business owner, for these past 10 years of, of doing this work, I've been very quick to look to other people who I see as ahead of me or the experts in, you know, business space, looking to them for, you know, advice or just guidance or strategies for like how to do how to run my coaching business. And it's all worked and it's worked really well for me. Um, But this honestly, in the past like month, if we're if I'm being fully transparent in this past month, I've had a few moments of like, 
why is why is their way the right way mm-hmm. like i kind of want to do this very differently and a lot of them would probably tell me not to do it this way but my values are different my priorities are different my life looks different my like you know i think a lot of what i learned in the coaching industry was about it wasn't about this but it made it start to feel like your programs had to be kind of exclusive like they had the high ticket and they were you know expensive relatively speaking and they required these like upfront commitments for three months or six months and i'm just in a place right now where i'm like give me somebody for 30 minutes i will change their fucking life like i don't need i just there was something in the like exclusivity of this personal development work that started to feel really out of integrity for me Mm. and you know, again, most business coaches would say the worst thing to do is, you know, offer like a standalone session at a hourly rate. And that feels really good to me right now. So um, that's the trusting myself. That's the like, I know what's best for me and nothing is forever and we'll see how it feels and just releasing and like relieving any expectation or pressure for it to be right or for everyone else to agree with the way I do business or live my life or um yeah, that's what feels most present right now. It's time for Chloe's Clarence pick of the week. Oh, okay. Question for you. Are you a perfume kind of gal? Because I'll be honest, I have yet until now have found one that I actually like. I love them on other people. But for me, I'm very simple. I like to smell like body soap or like a vanilla cupcake, AKA like a body mist that a 14 year old girl would wear. So when Clarence sent me their product, Oh Extraordinaire, I was, I was curious. I mean, I'm always down to try new products, but I didn't really know how I was going to feel because I'm not a really big fan of perfumes, but with Oh Extraordinaire, it's actually what's so cool. I think this is why I actually like it. It's an aromatic treatment um, that happens to be a fragrance. And their whole thing is it revives your inner strength. Um, And it really just smells so, so good. It awakens my senses. Like, you know those sprays sometimes that you have in airplanes and they just make you feel more alive? This is what this does for me, but I get to use it whenever and however I want. I don't have to just keep it for when I'm in the plane. And the scent is really comforting, guys. It's this uh, combination of essential oils that have both like softening effects and stimulating effects. Um, and as always, you know, it's from plant extract. So it makes you feel really, really good. Um, there's leaf of life in there. There's all kinds of delicious, yummy ingredients. And I'm really, really excited about this. The packaging is also gorgeous. So I'm actually wearing it today and I feel good. I feel so good. So whether you're a perfume gal or not, I definitely encourage you to go and test out Clarence. Oh, extraordinaire. Cause you darling are extraordinaire yourself. All right, let's get back to the chat. Yeah, girl, you're allowed to do things your own way, even if yeah. it ruffles feathers, especially yeah. ruffles fe- as long as you're not hurting anybody. Yeah. Like anytime you decide to go against the grain and friends, this goes for anyone in any industry. Sometimes if you are a creative person and especially if you're entrepreneurial, sometimes that means thinking outside the box. And sometimes, yes, it means following in those that have opened the doors before us. But if at a certain point there's something inside you that's saying, hey, maybe we can do it differently Mm -hmm. and that's probably scary and uncomfortable but like why not 
give yourself a chance. Like, why not bet on yourself? We're so quick to bet on other people, hype other people up, celebrate their, you know, unique way of doing something. But when it comes to ourselves, sometimes it's really easy to make ourselves feel small or like, what, who are we to be doing it this way? So I find it so relatable that you yourself Mm -hmm. have had an incredible 10 years doing this already. Already feel like maybe, Hey, like a, a season seasonal change is coming, which is exciting. Yeah. And of course, like, you know, the universe is responding favorably and it's just like (laughs) affirmation after affirmation, like, okay, yes, this is right for me right now. And just in a, yeah, short amount of time and just a few days, like it's just a reminder that like, you can't go wrong when you just listen and trust and, and again, like nothing is forever. If it doesn't feel good in a month, like to your point, guess what? No, I'm in charge, right? Like this <laughs> entrepreneurship, like no one gets to decide for me, you know? So that freedom I think is easy to forget, but also can be overwhelming because like everything's up to you and that can be a lot, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh my gosh. I mean, yes to trusting yourself. Um, something you talk about on your Instagram, which I love, by the way, friends, definitely go check it out. The link will be down below. You talk a lot about inner child healing, um, which, you know, for anyone listening who maybe didn't have the best childhood, you're feeling like me and you're feeling really uncomfortable. Um, but it feels like it's really important work yeah. to, you know, be a wholehearted, fledged adult who can like cope in life and, you know, do all the beautiful big things we want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it so important? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm getting chills because I'm like, yes, this is like the only thing I want to talk about right now. Um, And so I I guess before I answer your question, I do want to address kind of like a a myth almost when it comes to inner child healing and inner child work. And that myth is that in order to do inner child healing or like, or somehow it's, it's only necessary if you had a really bad childhood or if you had, you know, bad trauma or really bad parents or, you know, really bad things happen to you. And while that is the case, I also just want to kind of offer a reframe when it comes to inner child work, how I see it and the approach I take to it in my work is as humans, as little kiddos, we had certain needs that just weren't met for a variety of reasons. Maybe it was because our parents weren't present. Maybe it's because we were so young and couldn't even communicate what we needed. Like, And I think that's where, again, there's some room to expand what we think about when it comes to inner child healing, because it doesn't just mean there was some big traumatic thing that happened to you that you haven't healed from. Um, So for me, the inner child work is, is about, again, kind of like tending to the parts of you that are holding on to, um, certain beliefs that became internalized from a young age. So, you know, one example I'll give is I had a client recently who I actually wrote about his story on my Instagram today, who um, came to me last Friday and he was feeling super lost in his job search and like really defeated, super discouraged, would kind of like self-reject, like wouldn't even let himself apply because he was like, yeah, they're not even going to want me. Um, very convinced that like failure was inevitable, wasn't smart enough, not capable of holding a job or doing a good job. And so through, you know, it's kind of a step-by-step process, I guided him into really looking at like, what, when was the first time you felt that way? Like, when was the first time? Cause usually we default 
internally to a place that feels familiar. So for him, it's safe to assume that the, the thoughts of I'm not smart enough, I'm not capable, you know, I'm never going to be successful. That's a familiar place for him to go. And so our work became, let's see where that came from. Let's see what that first experience was like. And immediately he was like, yep, third grade. I, you know, every time our teacher would hand out our tests and our grades, I would get really nervous. And, you know, she'd hand me my test and I would look at it and it would be a D or an F and I would just crumble it up and throw it in my backpack. And I wouldn't, I, I, I would feel so embarrassed. I would feel so behind everybody else, but nobody knew because I got, I was like the jokester in the class and I was always like the guy everybody loved. And I just got really good at pretending like everything was okay. Mm. And, you know, there were some elements too of him feeling like, um, the adult figures in his life saw his way of learning as a problem and were always trying to fix it by, you know, tutoring and getting him like additional support in the classroom, which was not the wrong thing to do, but there was a piece missing. And that piece was you're like, there's, there's just the validation that like, there's nothing wrong with you. You don't have to hide this from me. I still love you no matter what success is inevitable for you. Like all these messages and needs that he just never heard and that weren't met as a kid. And so, you know, the work from that point was him kind of in his mind, entering that classroom and watching his younger self get, you know, get the grade and kind of just like be there with him and be like, yeah, man, this like, this is hard, but like, you don't have to hide this from me. I know, you know, I know what's really going on. And like, look, look at me. I'm a 30 year old man now and we're fine and we're good and we're smart and we figured it out. And so that's kind of where the reparenting comes in. But it's, it's again, just like tending to the parts of us that are holding on to certain beliefs that are just kind of unprocessed and unhealed um, may or may not have anything to do with our actual parents. But until we heal those parts, they're going to continue to kind of find their way in. And that's why we self-sabotage. That's why we procrastinate. That's why we people please. I mean, that that in my work is like the one of the biggest ways we quote unquote get in our own way. It's not us getting in our own way. It's these parts of us that are actually like, hey, I fucking need you. Like, can you just listen? Can you just come be with me? Can you just listen and validate how I'm feeling because I'm going through something right now. And in some ways they're kind of frozen in those moments and back in time. So we get to just meet them where they're at and bring them back to reality and love on them and move forward. I mean, do we all need to heal our inner kiddo? Like, I mean, if we're not lucky enough to work with you, how do we get yeah. to that little cutie pie a little bit better and let them know they're good and we love yeah. them? Yeah. So, I, I mean, it might be a bold statement to make, but I'm just going to make it. Yes. It. <laughs> we've, all, we've all, I mean, there's no way, there's no way someone has moved through life and had every single need met mm. at all moments of their life. Like that's just, it's inevitable that there will have been a need or a moment or an unprocessed emotion or a, or a time where you needed you know, something that you just didn't get. And so in that sense, I do think everybody absolutely has an inner child who needs some space and some love and attention, um, you know, to different degrees. But for anyone who, you know, wants to 
connect to their inner child and just kind of see, you know, what's going on. Um, I'm a big fan of writing letters and it can seem like, again, such a simple exercise and most people will hear it and be like, yeah, I don't know how that, you know, how that's actually going to help and they won't do it. But I promise you, you put pen to paper and there are really two versions of this. One is letting your inner child write to you. Oh, um, and kind of explain to you how it's feeling, what it's missing, what it needs, um, you know, what it's having a hard time with, what it likes to do. I mean, anything. It doesn't even have to be, let's go straight into like what needs were unmet and what trauma, you know, did you experience? But just to kind of reestablish that connection, right? Tell me about yourself. What do you like to wear? What do you like to eat? Right. Um, and then the other version being you talking to your inner child and in some ways just really sharing a handful of messages. Those messages being, I'm here. If there's anything you need, you can let me know. Um, the other being, you can trust me to lead. Like when we can talk a little bit about self-leadership, but really it's about building trust within the system so that all of our parts, inner child included, kind of hand the power back to us so we can actually start living from ourselves and making choices from ourselves instead of letting them kind of run the show. Um, and then, you know, the last thing I would offer in a letter to my inner child would be um, that, you know, whatever you are feeling, whatever you are feeling is okay. I think most of it really comes down to feeling shame around emotions we held when we were young and needing someone to just be like, I get it. I don't need to fix it for you. I don't need to solve it. I'm not going to tell you shouldn't be feeling it, but I get it and you're safe with me. Um, that's it. It's the safety. It's the presence. It's the attention. It's the, hey, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. Let me know what you need and we'll do this together. So that's where I would start. Yeah. Oh, a little kiddo doesn't need to be alone anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And how often do we say things like, I feel so lost or, mm. you know, it's like when it comes to feeling lost, there are parts of us that we have lost connection with and neglected and abandoned. And when we can, you know, kind of call all the little kiddos and, and everything back in, it can lead to such deep feelings of wholeness and, integration and harmony and peace and like we're all together now we can do this together you know so it's magical oh that's so cool and i feel like especially you know coming out of the pandemic i know so many people who feel you know this sense of feeling lost and unsure if they're doing what they should be doing or wanting to be more aligned with their purpose and figuring out what their purpose is and really just kind of recognizing that they might be ready for a change mm -hmm. and and that's like a beautiful moment to be in because if you're recognizing that you need a change it probably means you're ready for a change but sometimes it's tough to figure out what that next step is. And I know that's a lot of what you help people with, with your three cornerstones. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, what do you, what do you have to say when it comes to like someone who says I'm feeling lost, I'm ready yeah. for like, I, I have no idea how to figure that out. Yeah. So I call bullshit all the time, like immediately. Everybody knows there is a part of you that knows exactly what you want to do. And most people will object immediately in response and be like, no, I swear I have no idea. And that's not you speaking. Like, that is not you speaking. Um, 
So, you know, the work is really to look at what is getting in the way of you having that inner clarity. And, you know, some of that is let's create kind of like a data set, right? So what are your core values? What are your strengths and your unique gifts? Not just your skill set, but like the things that come easily and naturally that make you feel alive, right? Um, so we do a bit of, you know, gathering data to inform the choice in terms of what the next chapter of your career might look like. But we're also doing, again, the deeper work of what fears, assumptions, doubts, excuses are getting in the way of you seeing, A, that you actually do know what you want to do next, and B, that you, yeah, that you also like don't need the full plan, which is something that I talk a lot about as well. I think people are like, no, I don't know. I just don't know how. And it's like, you don't have to know how yet, but you do know what. So focus on the next thing, right? Like, and then all the stories come in of, well, I don't want to start over. Oh, I don't, it's just not going to make sense based on what I've done in the past. All of that's just stuff up here that we can pretty quickly kind of, again, call bullshit on and be like, okay, but what's actually true? And what do you know right now? And again, what's the next step, the next conversation, the next fill in the blank so that you get yourself out of the story that you're stuck and not moving forward? Like you're always moving forward. You just have to be willing to see it and... um and again, be in the discomfort because change is scary. It's threatening and we'll do everything we can in our power to avoid the change and to convince ourselves to stay where we are. Oh, well, I don't know. Oh, but it can never happen. Oh, I just don't think it's possible. Oh, it'll be too hard. I mean, I've heard it all. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, in, your, in, in all your work at this point, you're probably like, yeah, not just <laughs> true. That's a self-limiting belief. You're holding yourself back. Don't Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah, give give it all. What's See. next? Like bring <laughs> it. I've heard, you know, there's nothing I haven't heard. And and I, you know, it also depends on the circumstance and the context. And, you know, oftentimes I won't even entertain their thought. I'm like, we're not even gonna give that power right now. What's like get go to the next one on the list? Um, but other times, again, if if I repeatedly hear somebody just say, I just, you know, I'm really afraid of change. If that keeps coming up, that might be a signal that there might be some inner child work to do there. You know, when was a time you experienced change and it resulted in you feeling really hurt or, you know, it ended up in some kind of negative situation? Like, what is that relationship? There's something there, right? So... Oh, yeah. so just guys, if you're feeling like you're ready for a new change, listening to this and you're like, man, that's me. I think I'm ready for a change. I mean, get to know yourself. Like Talia is saying, like write down all the things that your itty bitty shitty committee is saying in your brain, write it all down, like get it out of your system and then write down your unique skill sets, your gifts, the things that excite you. And at least that way, you're one step closer because you're at least recognizing the things that are potentially holding you back, which, you know, just imagine Talia's in the room. She's in a cold. <laughs> and instead of feeling like you need to make this big, elaborate plan for the rest of your life, just take action, take one step and then I guess you take it from there. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's not for the rest of your life. It's just the next chapter of your life. And I think that perspective is really helpful and really important. There was a chapter before this, there will be one after this. So just what do you want to experience next? Like you get to decide that. And for anyone who's like, no, but I really don't know what I want. 
like so convinced that they don't know they likely know what they don't want mm-hmm. and on every like every don't want has a want right so like if you say i, I don't know what i want but i really don't want i'm going to be simple with my you know examples here but i really don't want to be in an office nine to five okay so what does that tell you you do want oh i do want workplace flexibility great write that down we go through all their don't wants and create the wants and suddenly they've got their ideal job description down on paper it's like i mean again it's like we why are we overcomplicating? like just flip it to the opposite okay i don't want to work by myself okay so you want team collaboration you right like simplify simplify your simplify. master's coming in this is what you learned <laughs> in your master's program right just, <laughs> just, just sometimes it's a simple reframe yeah like, for sure. we're so convinced of something yeah and you see it's like we're putting ourselves making ourselves feel small we're like i don't know what i want to do i'm lost but i'm not happy well sometimes a simple reframe can be that light bulb moment to just yeah. you know flip the script a little bit and be like oh shit exactly capable i actually know a lot of answers i just looking at it through the wrong lens yes and i think the danger is that it's i i think of those stories like the i don't know and i'm not sure and i'm stuck like i think we just get really addicted to those stories (sighs) i think we're just used to telling that to ourselves and so even if it's not true we're still like yeah i still don't know it's like no (laughs) you're just addicted to telling to the thought and then the feeling and then the lack of action actually makes you feel kind of comfortable because you're not actually risking anything. So let's get to work, you know? Self-fulfilling prophecy. Totally. We yeah. tell ourselves these stories time and time again that we believe them. And then our brain finds evidence to confirm yeah. these beliefs. Exactly. And so if that's you, that's cool. It's all good. You're not broken. You no. just got to kind of, you got to rewrite the narratives a little bit and instead give your brain evidence that yep. confirms and supports the person you do want to be. Exactly. Yeah. Well said. Oh my gosh. I mean, you're look, you're a decade in. It sounds like there's change happening. You have worked with so many people. There's on your site, there's so many programs that you offer. You've got your podcast. I mean, for you, what's the next thing that gets you excited? Um, yeah. work that you do. Yeah. So for me right now, it's it is 100 percent the inner child healing work. Um, I've been, you know, kind of like been doing it here and there like it comes up in sessions but i'm kind of like okay let's trim the fat like i just i just want to do that because it really is if we don't get there nothing else is going to stick and so for me right now it's almost like you know i love my programs i will for sure keep running them in the future but right now i've totally shifted everything to the point where you don't need to again like come in for a full program just just book a session let's just do a little bit of work together and see how that feels because so much can happen in such a short amount of time and that's that's the direction i'm moving in next is just like weeks full of inner child healing sessions and um and taking it kind of one session at a time with people so yeah amazing well talia my inner kiddo says what's up to your (laughs) kiddo um thank you so much for hanging out with us today on the healthiest hot podcast and so excited for this next chapter but in the meantime friends go check out her page her website there's a lot of amazing resources free resources as well and that way you can get in contact if you want to work with talia awesome thank you so much chloe this was so wonderful bye bye 
Well, 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 who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat? Yeah, same here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast in the books. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. And look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Clarence.